Hey there, everybody. Welcome into the Betting Bros NFL podcast. I'm your host, Dan Harris. With me, of course, is Matt Peralt. You can find us on Twitter at Dan Harris80 and at Sports Talk Matt. Matt, how are you as we roll into week 11? Um, how am I? I'm a little perturbed at what we, what for us, what we've been doing. Yeah. And it just feels like we're constantly getting caught. Yeah. Just every week. It's been a frustration where I feel real. I thought we were going to be great last week. Yeah. And then we just got a little bit of a, you know, just yep. one of those weeks. And just, it's been a tough year. I mean, it's been, you know, I, I, I look around and I talk to a lot of my friends who are in these contests as well. And it's been a tough year. So I'm okay. How about that? Yeah. How are you doing in your other two contests before I get to the DraftKings? I'm three and two every week in all of them. Yeah. Like just consistently. And it's not like we're picking the same games either. Right. It's three and two, three and two. The Bears, we would have been four and one last week with the Bears. Yeah. I, would, I would have been four and one last week in my Westgate Super Contest yep. if the Bears had covered. The Bears were the right side. Yep. Uh, that third down play is giving me nightmares where they ran a screen pass where <laughs> oh, they, God. they kick a yeah. field goal and yeah. it's a three point win and yep. we're good. We cover. Yep. Yep. And they run a screen pass that made no sense. They lost four yards uh, and they had to punt. So yeah. just betting on Nick Foles and betting on whether he bills Bill Lazor or Matt Nagy, I just I'm the Bears are now on my off list. Okay. Well, you're not gonna get an argument from me. Watching that game was very, very frustrating, I agree. But uh let's recap our last week. But before we do, let's do our usual reminders of a couple of things. Number one, Discord. I don't know how many people are I try to give an update every week, but it's just growing too fast. Bettingpros.com slash chat. Discord is legitimately just a place where you can talk about betting. You can talk about it with us, you can talk about it with your fellow gamblers, you can talk about any topic really you want. In the sports gambling landscape, you've got different channels. And you can win a signed A.J. Brown helmet. That is going on through the end of November. If you just go into bettingpros.com slash chat, you can go into the Discord. There is a place where you can enter the contest. It's pretty awesome. The other thing is our prop bet. What did I say it is? Prop bet cheat sheet. Correct. Right? That's what we call it. Go. Yes, I've nailed the name finally. Bettingpros.com slash props. Again, that compares consensus projections to the prop bets that are available in the market, and it ranks them based on how different, essentially, the projections are from the lines that the sports book set. So it's really invaluable if you like prop betting, as you should. All right, so we're going to talk about this week, but as Matt said, we went 3-2 and two last week, which is basically what happens every week. We're essentially middle of the road in the contest, so unless we kind of really go crazy here at the end, it's going to be kind of hard to make up the ground, but it is still possible. We're 26-24, and 24, 52%. Uh, we hit on the only game that we both came into the week really liking, which was the Bucks laying four and a half to the Panthers. That was not a sweat. We also hit in the Giants getting three and a half from the Eagles and the Rams laying one and a half to the Seahawks. We missed on the one that Matt liked, which was the Bengals getting six and a half from the Steelers. And as Matt said, the one really that I liked and I pushed a little bit, which was the Bears. And they were actually only getting two and a half from yep. the Vikings in our contest. So we would have lost even if they made that big goal. But still, come on, do something. We got to get some wins. Also, as we'll talk about, we are have to play two bye weeks here in the next several weeks. I think what we've got six weeks left because it goes through week 16. Yep. We've got to play two bye weeks, meaning we can't make picks for two of the weeks. That might be this week. Matt and I sort of floated the fact that we didn't love the slate this week. We will still go through every game. We will give you whatever picks we are leaning towards. We may not play them though this week because we do have to take a bye week and I don't know, Matt, you still thinking that the slate is ugly or in the last few hours have you come around and found some games that you really nope. like? Still hate still it. Ugly. Still, right. till absolutely, entirely, one hundred percent hate it. But I mean, 
Uh, there's three games I like. You can, okay. if you like them, maybe we play it. If you want to get into it, I actually like tonight on Thursday night. We haven't played a Thursday night before, but I actually like the Seahawks tonight. Oh, I uh, thought you didn't like it at. Wait, what three, is it? Is it it's three and, three and, and a half? half? Our, it's three and a half in our contest. I bet it at three, but I I think that you know the way I think it's a seven point win personally for the Seahawks tonight. But that's just my personal opinion on it. I bet it at three. It's down to two and a half. Um, yeah. the pros and the Joes are all over this back and forth. I mean, it's kind of a crazy game watching the, the money and the line movement as to where it's gone. But yeah, I like Seattle tonight to win. Uh, I think the primetime games are, it's, are where all the action is. Sunday, Thursday, Monday are all the, are the best three games of the week. Okay. So this is the Seahawks are laying three and a half tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, I liked it at three. I'd certainly like it at two and a half. Yes. But you know what? Let's talk. We've got we've got we're recording this at 6 p.m. on Eastern Standard Time. So we've got two hours until the game goes. So we'll talk it through. Let's get to some of the other games and then let's see. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. I, I, I'd i be open to it. We could talk okay. about it. I do think that the Seahawks are going to win this game. So I, I'd be open to doing it. But let, let's start with some of the games here on Sunday or Monday, whatever you want. Let's see if we can agree on any of them. I, I have to warn you, Matt. We've been doing this now for 11 weeks. I think I generally know how you feel about certain picks. I I, I will be shocked if you and I are able to come to agreement because the few that I like, I'm always just like, oh, God, Matt's going to absolutely despise this pick. But go ahead. Let's uh, let's see what you've got. Start us off with your favorite play of the weekend. So there are games that the line movement, like, for instance, the line movement right now for KC and the Raiders mm-hmm. is eight, eight and a half. Mm-hmm. That is significant. It's six and a half in this contest. Yep. That is an insane number. So while I might be on the Chiefs, sorry, on the on the Raiders yep. betting, mm-hmm. I, I think the six and a half off of a bye week under a seven point. I don't know how you don't bet Kansas City here. Yeah, that's on that's on my list. That I mean, is on I, my I just, list. I, I don't know. I, I don't I, I think the Raiders can keep this game within 10 points. So I'm going to oh, wait for the them. line. They beat them the first game, right. obviously. Well, right? this so. is off of a bye. It's Andy Reid. It's a pissed yeah. off bunch of chief players coming in here, and the Raiders got COVID problems like crazy. Well, I think that is that. Do you think that's what's accounting for the move, Matt? The fact no. that their entire defense is basically COVID? Yeah, I think no? that's a public move. I think the pro move is the fact that Andy Reid destroys AFC West right. opponents. And I think yeah. it's just been a, a ridiculous run. I think it's like 24-4 and four or something yeah. against the AFC West. So... Yeah. I, I think that's why it's going. And then the COVID problems come in, and then. But I'm just going to wait till this thing gets to ten, and I'm going to bet the Raiders. But for, yeah. the, for for this contest, my number one, what I wrote down at six and a half, the best number play is the Chiefs minus six and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna for now pencil that one in to the extent we're going forward because I, I definitely had that one on my list. Uh, you know, there is. I don't think it. Uh, you tell me if it matters in any way to you, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire has missed practice so far this week with a quote-unquote illness, mm-hmm. and they have not elaborated on it. We, you know, you know where your mind goes as soon as you hear illness. So yeah. he may, he could miss this game. In which case, you're looking at Le'Veon Bell. Now they don't run the ball anyway. It doesn't right. really matter. They're getting Sammy Watkins back here, but does that matter to you at all if Edwards-Alaire no. were to miss this game? No, I mean okay. it's the, the the defense. The problem for for the Raiders is that they get no pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So. Their secondary, I love Abram, talked about him a bunch on the podcast. I think, you know, getting Arnett back is big. His hand is is, is now recovered so he can play. 
I think they're good at covering. They're not great at getting after the quarterback, and I just think they don't have a ton of team speed in the secondary. Their yep. linebackers are average at best. I think it's a monster Kelsey game, and I think it's an angry bunch of Chief players coming in that want to prove a point. So yeah. I, I, it's a bad spot for the Raiders to be in. I don't think that victory lap bust controversy is actually a thing, but I do think there is a level of like, this is our division. You guys are a year or two early. And yeah, you caught us at home kind of with our pants down, but we're, we're yeah. ready to go here and we're coming after you. So uh, again, I think the Raiders have the weapons to keep it close in a high scoring game. I love the over in this game, but I, I think you're going to wind up with a seven point victory for the Chiefs. Yeah, under a touchdown. It's really hard not to take this game. That, yeah. That's really what it is. As you said, the line's been moving. The consensus line that I'm looking at right now is eight. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes higher uh, at 71% are still on the Chiefs in our bet analyzer. So, yeah, I mean, if there were a game that I was going to pick that was on my list that I thought you might like because of the fact that it's under touchdown, it would be this one. So, again, if we do play this week, let's pencil that in. But if you somehow find it anywhere at six and a half, we'll certainly take that. Now, Matt, what is your dividing line between when you think it goes to the point where you would feel comfortable with the Raiders? Is it 10? Is that the line? Yeah. Yeah. And other than that, if it's over a touchdown, are you just staying away in between, let's say, 7 yeah, and 10? Yeah, because I think the difference between 8 and 10, the mm-hmm. books go very quickly. So you'll see line movements. The books have no problem going from 7.5 to 8 and then from 8.5 to 10. So they'll move it fast. And so getting off the key numbers of 7 and 8 are always the most difficult. Or going below 7 is even more difficult. So And the, the most difficult is 3 to 3.5. That's the most mm-hmm. difficult line movement for the, for, for the books. Yeah. So. I, I think if it gets to eight and a half, it'll go to 10. It'll just, they'll just keep on moving it up and they won't worry about it. Then look at the 10 and then they'll stop because then by, because it gets to 10 and a half, the pros will come in on the Raiders and buy it back. So okay. 10's my number. Got it. Okay. So that's ends the portion of the show where Dan and Matt agree on anything is what I think. Because, I don't know. We'll see. Hold on. We'll all right. See. Because the games I'm taking, I just can hear you doing the thing that you go, you have the whole slate available to you. There's only you one game in my head. There's only one game in my head that I think that you're going to do. And, and, and I want to, so, so my reaction will only be off of one game. And I, I, I want to see if you, you actually take it. I bet you I'll take it. Okay. I'm probably not going to be this game because this game is backing an ugly team, but it it's kind of the classic buy low in a situation where this team usually comes up big, no matter how bad they look. It's the Eagles getting three and a half from the Browns. Now they're in Cleveland. Look, the Eagles, I think the the matchup. My number two is on the other side. (laughs) Oh, you like the Browns. All right, well, let's talk this through. And I will say, immediately what I do when we make a pick is I go to the bet analyzer and I look at which side people are. Now, the the consensus spread is three, and I would feel a little differently about this game at three, but it's legitimately 50%. 50% are on the Eagles, 50% are on the Browns. So here's, here's my line of thinking. Number one, Historically speaking, I just think this is when you back the Eagles, when they look absolutely like maybe the worst team in football. And then, you know, they like that game against the 49ers, Matt, where we talked ourselves into them getting seven and a half. And I realized that maybe that game was a little bit more on the 49ers than it was necessarily on the Eagles. But you look at a game where they look just dead in the water, which they did. And you just say, okay, this is probably a spot where they're going to bounce back. Miles Sanders looked very good in the game against Mm -hmm. the Giants. I think he's going to look very good here. They get a lot of pressure. That's the one thing that the Eagles defense really does. They get pressure. They're able to stop the run. I guess the two things that they do, they're able to stop the run. That's what Cleveland absolutely needs. And they get a lot of pressure. And, you know, 
That's where Baker kind of struggles. He doesn't like to get pressure. And that I think the the Browns defense is overrated. I think they've got, you know, they've had the two games in the win. They've had a pretty easy schedule. So this is really more of a, I bet on the Eagles just when you think they're done. Now I've caught this already at three and a half. At three, maybe not. I think they could win it outright, but I do like it when I'm getting the hook. So go ahead and give your side because you like the Browns, obviously. Well, the weather forecast is is going to be not as windy as the previous two, but it's not going to be nice. It looks like rain, right? It's going to be cold. It's going to be rainy. Yeah. It's going to be breezy, not, not yeah, 50 but miles not per bad, hour. Right? 10, 10, 15 mile an hour, maybe? As of the time of tape, it's Thursday. Right. Things can switch. in, But yes, the, the forecast is not the 35 mile per hour sustained winds that we saw right. last week for them. But it's still weather. Eagles are awful. Wentz is awful. Yep. This is who the Browns beat. The Browns beat bad teams. They can't beat anybody good. But yep. if you look at PFF, Pro Football Focus, they have, the I think, the third-ranked offense in the NFL right now. So, I mean, they can score, and they can put the points up on anybody. And that's even with Odell or without Odell. They can put points up on the board. Hooper with the tight end. I, I just think this is a bad team that, you know, the Browns beat bad teams. And the Eagles are a really, really bad team. Yeah. I, Browns I are at home. For- laying, I think they win the game by seven. Okay. All right. So we're going to stay off it because I'm not, I mean, sometimes there are times where I come in on one side and you talk me into it. And I I do get your points completely about this. To me, again, this is a spot where you're like, the Eagles might be the worst team in football. And then they come up and they come up big. And I really think that this is a game. Again, I think the Browns are really, I mean, they're just, I think they're overrated, man. Without Odell Beckham, I think that, you know, Chubb is great. Kareem Hunt is great. But I think that the Eagles are going to understand, okay, Let's make Odell Beckham Jr. beat us if they can, and they're pretty decent against the run. And I'm just not confident without Odell Beckham Jr. that he's going to be able to do that, throwing to Jarvis Landry and Richard Higgins and Austin Hooper without those guys. So for me, I think this is sort of the classic, all right, the Eagles are left for dead. Wait a minute. Why did they just win the game by 10 points? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So all right, let's go to your next. That was your number two, unfortunately. That was two. So let's yep, go to your I next you, one. I told you I had three. Yeah, I'm ready. KC one, Cleveland two, and I think the Ravens are a mess. I got the Titans here. I think the Titans win this game outright. I think they're the better offense. Mm-hmm. I think they're the better defense. I think there's some real problems right now with Lamar Jackson trying to move the football. And you can make the excuse about the rain and the wind and whatever you want to say about why the Patriots beat the Ravens. But they got problems in Baltimore. People had them. Colin Cowherd had them going 16-0. and Okay, 16-0 and this year. <laughs> Yeah. There's some real problems in Baltimore. I like the Titans. Whatever point yeah. number, what is it? Six and a half, six? In a, in it's a, six and a half. Six and a half. Love it. Titans plus yeah. six and a half. Yep. I'm, this, I'm on this as well. And I, what's funny is that this wasn't my number one, but I thought about leading with it because I was like, this could, this seems like a game that Matt might like. Yeah. And I, I loved the Ravens. I was willing to back them all the time. And again, I, I kind of talked this into, and you heard from some other people, into backing them against the Colts. Mm-hmm. But they didn't look good in that game, really. You know, they wound up winning it. And they really, really did not look good. And kudos to you, by the way. That was my bad. The Patriots were your last one, but one of the picks that you said you were willing to go with last week against the Ravens. And I thought you were nuts. <laughs> and that was absolutely the right side. So kudos to you. I mean, not only, Matt, are they a mess, but... The big thing, right, like they're good against the run and you're like, well, the Titans really need to establish Derrick Henry. No, Brandon Williams, he's not going to play in mm-hmm. this game. He's mispracticed. He is the guy who stops the run. He was the guy last year when he was out. You saw how weak they were against the run. It's going to be the same thing this year. Probably no Calais Campbell here. No Stanley on the line. Nick Boyle is kind of actually a sneaky big loss that they've got here going on. So 
I'm in total agreement with you on this one, actually. This is we two of your picks right now are two games that were not just I'm okay with it, actually on my list. So if we go, we'll go with the Titans plus six and a half against the Ravens. Very good. All right. So you're done now, right? You don't have well, any I other have, games. I have two like. leans. The, 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 those are my yeses. I've got two others that are on my list. And if you say you want it, I'm comfortable with it. Okay. They, I'm not going to list those. I, I can almost promise you because these are ugly. So just get ready for how ugly this is about to get. How ugly do you think it is to take the Jaguars getting 10 and a half from the Steelers? I like it. What? Yeah, I like it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. I, like I mean, this is it's this not is on my, my list, thinking. but I like it because this is my thinking. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. I'll then well, I'll explain. Just go ahead. Historically speaking, over the last four years, yep. teams with one loss taking on a team that's undefeated, they are three and one against the spread. I just think that this is a classic. The, the, Pittsburgh needs to lose a game. Okay. Before the playoffs, if, you, if you're a Steeler fan, this is the game you can lose. You can lose this game. Out of nowhere, you get beat. It's, it means nothing. You have a three-game lead in the division. You just come off of a big win over the Ravens a couple, a couple weeks ago. This game, this is Trap City for Pittsburgh here. This is a one-win team, a wounded animal, if you will, backed into a corner at home. I'm to- I'm totally comfortable with. with I, it's not one of my picks, but I'm comfortable with Jacksonville. This is hilarious for because I thought you were going to be like, no way. Yeah, no, they're comfortable. It's ten and a half at this point. It's ten and a half. By the way, I did forget on the Titans and the Ravens. The spread is moving. By the way, it's now only minus five, and seventy yep. percent are on the Titans. So just to be clear on that one, yeah. With this one, I, I mean, this is like a Mike. T- I and I wanted to fade. I forget what it was, but I, I maybe it was against the Ravens. But it was something where I wanted to. F- Fade Tomlin, because you know the Steelers come in and you that Cowboys game. That Cowboys yep. game is what Mike Tomlin and the Steelers really are. Mike Tomlin's a, a very, very good coach. I'm not taking anything away from him, but he does not get the team up to play in these games where they are massive favorites, especially when they're not in division, right? right. Like this is yeah. just what, and you look at that Cowboys game, they were like inches away from suddenly being like, oh my God, you just lost to the Cowboys. And don't forget. Next week is Thanksgiving. They play the Ravens on Thanksgiving, right? So you they've got to be looking ahead, right, in this game. They're, they're, this game cannot mean anything to them. Nope. I'm not wrong, right? They play the Ravens on Thanksgiving. Correct. I didn't make yep. it up. Yes, You're good. Right. So yep. they've got to be looking ahead at that point to what this are. I'm not saying the Jaguars are going to win. I'm just saying 10 and a half. You're getting more than the 10? Yeah, I, I'll take that. Actually, I want to look at where the bet analyzer has that one because it's up. Now, this is actually, I, it leans towards Jacksonville. But not overwhelmingly so, just 53%. But yeah, this is a game I feel, I don't know, man. I feel pretty comfortable with this one. So, okay, we've got we've got three that we're talking about. Let's go to your next one that you don't absolutely, your lean that you don't despise. Colts. I'm, I've been so wrong on the Colts this year. You've liked the Colts a lot this year. Yeah. What about, what about Indy this week? So the spread is two and a half, laying yep. two and a half to the Packers? Yep. Um... I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't know, though. I don't have a good lean on it. I will say that Devontae Adams has missed practice so far this week with an ankle injury. Now, they're getting Lazard back, but the, their their whole persona is different if they don't have Devontae Adams. Yep. And the Colts are off a mini-buy. I'm a little worried that they might be flying high after that, but... So I'll, here's I'll t- so here's here's what I've been talking to some people about, and I, I don't know how you buy into conspiracy theories, but have you seen the latest one with what's going on here? Why the Colts supposedly knew what the Titans were going to be in defensively like crazy? I actually have not. What okay, is so it? there's there's a conspiracy theory out there that 
the Colts have been listening to the calls of the defenses that they're playing, and they're going back into under the game film because there's no crowd. So the radio, the radio call and the TV call, you can hear the audibles being yelled out by the defenses. And supposedly, wow. supposedly, there's been some interesting work going on with the Colts, and they know what the defensive audibles are, and you're hearing Philip Rivers switch into different plays. They're going to put them in the better play based upon what the defense has switched into. But you feel like that that's not like – I mean, I, I get it. It's not and legal. That's a good thing. It's not, I'm not saying it's illegal. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just I saying know, it's a I trick know. of a veteran who knows what to get. That's why they've been moving the ball so well on some of these good defenses. But I would think that – like, I mean, that's – you know, that when you first said it, I was like, wow. And I was like, well, wait. Like, that seems pretty – like, why wouldn't every team do that? Like, that that's – everybody knows. You can hear everything now yep. in these games. Like, why would that be something that is sort of like, wow, they, the Colts stumbled upon this amazing way? Like, I would think the teams are changing their audibles every week. Um, I don't hate it. I just think the Colts are, are a good – I mean, Rivers did look done for a while. He looks yeah. a, a little better now. I mean, I think that they're – you know, I, I think Michael Pittman Jr. being back is definitely helpful, getting him, like, a real playmaker in right. that offense. So – Especially with Adams being questionable, I'm going to put that one in the in the maybe. I mean, but, I, I lean that side, so I'll, I'll definitely put that one in the maybe. Okay, this is going uh, better than I thought here <laughs> that I thought we would get. All right, this one I'd actually really like to know your thoughts on because you know the Vikings looked really good; they've played better, but I kind of like the Cowboys getting more than the touchdown at seven and a half against the Vikings. And I'll lay my case on, then you could say I hate it or oh, I lean that way. That's fine. Dalton should start here. I don't really know if that matters, whether no. or not it's Dalton. As long as it's not Ben DiNucci, it's fine. It doesn't really matter which one it is. Their line is getting healthier at this point. The Vikings cornerbacks, as we know, are abysmal. And just the fact that you had Nick Foles, who couldn't do anything, that's really why you weren't able to necessarily exploit them. The defense played pretty well against the Steelers, as much as the Steelers kind of like mailed it in a little bit. Like the Cowboys defense played a little better now they do have some injuries back there but they're coming off a bye if Zeke's going to be a little healthier the Vikings are on a short week this seems like sort of a little bit of a trap game here for the Vikings as they're flying high getting more than a touchdown I kind of like the Cowboys to keep this game close yeah because in the other contest it's seven so we got a little better number there at seven and a half which I like on on the hook perspective and frankly look I didn't think the Vikings played that well and they won the game so like okay they won Kirk Cousins gets to run around and be like, I won a game on Monday Night Football now. Look at me. I'm no longer 0-9. I can't stand Kirk Cousins. so I know. I remember. I, I have no problem fading him here. I, I have no issue. If yep. you want to stand on a table and you feel strongly, I don't have a strong lean one way or the other. Yep. But if I'm going to fade Kirk Cousins and I get more than a touchdown, okay. Yeah, I think I, I kind of like this one. I'll, okay. you know, and again, it's at 7 right now, 57% of... Uh, experts in our bet analyzer are on Dallas. I think coming off a bye, I think this is a game where they're going to come out and play well. And again, well, the the, the the number is Mike McCarthy is ten and two against the spread off of a bye in his right. career. Yeah, I was going to get to McCarthy in a second. That's absolutely right. The other thing is remember Dalvin Cook, as amazing as he is, I was talking about it on our DFS show today. I, what do you have? 32, 34 touches in yeah. this game on a short week. Like there's just so much the guy can do. And their, their receivers are very, I mean, Jefferson is great. Adam Thielen is very, very good. And again, the, the Cowboys are a little injured in their secondary, but I just, I think that they're going to be able to move. I don't think Dalton was nearly as bad as he looked in that first game. We've seen Dalton be a 
competent NFL quarterback. And again, the Vikings defense is really nothing to write home about. If you give me a rested Zeke, you give me the good line, you give me competent quarterback play, at least with the receivers, I I think they'll keep it within a touchdown. So I do kind of like this game. This one would be one that I would kind of push to to get in if we were sort of like, well, we need one more. I think this one, you know, comes in at fourth on my list behind the uh, one that we're not going to go with with uh, the Eagles, but I like the the Titans as well as the Chiefs. All right, so do you have another lean here that you were looking at? The only other game I was looking at are the Patriots laying two and a half or two. Uh, I think it's two and a half in the contest. It's two and a half in the contest. The consensus line right now is two, though, yeah. Patriots on the road against the Texans laying two, and and that's the only other one that I would lean to because I do think that this is the game where – if, if the year is going to turn around for the Patriots, this is it. Yeah. So if they're going to be a contender, if they're going to be in the conversation point, look, I, Deshaun Watson's very dangerous. I'm not going to debate that. But Damian Harris is going to have a monster UDFS in, in prop yep. players. My favorite prop bit of the week is Damian Harris to run crazy on this Texans defense. Is that an actual prop bet that they that they list? Will Damian Harris run crazy, crazy. over? Yes, yes. over, okay. over, over, over <laughs> touches, over carries, over yardage, touchdown props. Uh, I will be on the Daily Juice. Damian Harris is going to be where I'm going to ride this guy like crazy. So I, I think he has a monster game. I think they play keep away. They don't let Watson go deep and beat them, although they will have their secondary back, which is good. Gilmore should play. And I just think the Patriots is Gilmore going to play in this game, by the way, I think it's going to, I think that's why I I think they didn't play him last week because I think that they knew they didn't need him because of the the fact that Ravens can't pass. They need him in this game to shop with to stop Watson. Yeah. So put him on fuller and see what happens. But I am, I think the Patriots win the game by three. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree with this one, Matt. Uh, I, I'm on that side. I mean, I lean that way. It wasn't one of my picks, but I did. Le- I always have like, okay, if Matt comes in, which side am I on? If I say something, I was on that side. And I've, I've kind of been more and more talking myself into this game as we got there. I was, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that it matters, you know, because mm. I know it was two and a half and it was two and a half when I earlier locked in my pick, which was the Patriots already. And now it's moved to two a little bit. Uh, 62% of uh, experts in our bet analyzer are on the Patriots. So yeah, I'm thinking. There's one game. A... I can't believe you hadn't brought up yet. I thought for sure you would. Oh, be I'm on done. It. I, that, that was, we've done it. We, I don't have, wow. which lean did you think I was giving? I thought you'd be on the Falcons. The, oh, okay. So that, that is fair. The Falcons were like my runner up pick okay. of the ones that I actually felt. I would be totally fine if you were like, <laughs> I want to take the Falcons uh, against the Saints with Jameis Winston. I just feel like, you know, first of all, Winston just historically, he's not great as a favorite. Great as an underdog because he's crazy and he yeah. just is going to throw the ball until they would catch up. The Falcons off a bye. Their defense has been playing better. I don't hate the Falcons getting four and a half, but it's not one of my, you know, I, I wouldn't push for it over it's any of the It's the pro football about. focus play of the week. Is the Falcons it's, plus five? Yeah, it's and, four and a half for us. I don't. Really but I keep know. on. But my argument to them was: Is it Winston you're fading or Taysom Hill? Yeah, because who's I mean, playing quarterback? But wait, do we know who's playing quarterback for them? Do we are we positive it's Jameis? Because well, if it's Jameis, fine. But they've got another option at quarterback. Yeah, but it, you know, if they were gonna do this, if they were gonna go to Taysom Hill, then they just why would they bring in Winston? 
Like the same thing with Bridgewater. You have Taysom Hill on your roster. If you're willing to turn it over to him, why are you bringing in an actual NFL then quarterback? Then why are they paying him what they're paying him? Uh, because they think he's the future, I guess. Well, now and is it, your future because your quarterback's got a punctured lung. <laughs> I, I get it. But that's why they, uh, they same thing last year with Bridgewater. Yeah. I mean, what, you know, I, I get it. Well, I think for me, and again, the consensus spread is four and 63% are still on Atlanta. That definitely was a game that I was like, okay, maybe I'll talk about this. Frankly, I kind of thought there was no way you would go for it. So it I was thought kind I would of my go brother. for it. I mean, I just, I just figured you. I, I guess that was going to be up because I don't. I I have no real harsh feeling okay. either way. I just don't. I just think it's a dangerous pick because yeah. of the Taysom Hill angle. I just I, I don't know who the quarterback is. If you told me that Taysom Hill was hurt and it was all Jameis then I'd probably subscribe to it and go fine, ride the Falcons. Yeah. But it's not. I mean, they have a plan B that if Winston comes out and starts throwing picks, they got a guy who can play the quarterback spot at least competently. Uh, it scares me to go ahead. Yeah. And, it's a big rivalry game. I mean, these two teams hate each other. Right. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I like the Saints. I, I hate betting against them. Now I get it's not Drew Brees, but yeah, I don't, I don't really have a, a great feeling on it. I definitely lean the Falcons. And if I'm going to go one way, it is with the Falcons. If you came in here and said, I want the Saints, I'd say, no, I'm, I'm off that game. But, I, you know, I, I do think it's going to be Jameis. So I, I but to be fair, though, I think they're going to mix in Hill a lot more than they would with Breeze. But I think the primary quarterback is going to be Winston. But we'll put that one to the side. I'll recap it at the end when we are finalizing our five picks if we don't decide to use the bye week. Although, Talking it through, I don't hate this week quite as much as I did okay. before we got into it, but we can get through it. Let's go through the remaining games that we've got. And again, I have just written them down randomly. Don't read anything into it if I say the favorite or whatever first. Uh, the Bucks laying three and a half to the Rams in Tampa. This is Monday Night Football, I believe, right? Yep, correct. How do you feel? So at first guess, it's going to be a tough game for Tom Brady. Okay, so this is... The Rams do what you have to do to beat Tampa. They're going to rush and blitz the holy heck out of Brady and make him very uncomfortable. They're going to make him move off of his spot. So on the other side, I don't think Tampa moves the ball much and scores much. So my question is, what does Jared Goff do on the road against that Tampa defense? I don't like this Tampa defense at all. And if I got to ride the Tampa defense, I would ride. I would take the three and a half points here and take the Rams. Yeah, I, if I'm forced to choose a side, it would be with the Rams. I, I mean, Whitworth being down scares me because yep. he, you know what Goff does under pressure. We have seen it a million times. I I, I feel like I could talk myself into either side of this game if I really had to. Like, I, I don't have... It's a great a, game. It's a big game yeah, for both. It's a great game. Yes, that's true. It's a great game. I, I don't have a great lean on it. So it, it would be one that, you know, you could talk me into it if you were like, Dan, I feel great about the Rams, but... I don't like it more in our picks, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess that I would probably lean towards the Rams, but it's just kind of an ugly game. I, yeah. I don't really want it. How about the Bengals getting one and a half from Washington in Washington? I, I mean, if I had to go with it, I would take the Bengals. Yeah. But I mean, this is just this game and the Lions and the Panthers game. I, I'm not even going to watch these games. They're so yeah. bad. Like It's just yeah. horrific football games. I agree. I don't want any part of this. Yeah. And T Higgins, by the way, this is another illness. T Higgins missed practice with an illness. I, I have no idea if it's just an illness. A lot of times they like to specify like Duke Johnson this week. This is a non COVID related illness. They have not specified that with Higgins. They have not specified that with Clyde Edwards. Elaire. So I'm not 
I, I don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, this is a game where like, I mean, I'll watch because I have to watch every game because I have to do a right. recap show for fantasy purposes. But I would not watch this game or lay any money on this game. I would just stay away from it. And again, same thing with the Lions. Now, I will say that the Lions getting one and a half from the Panthers. There are so many variables in this stupid game. You've got DeAndre Swift, who essentially has been declared out now. I mean, I don't know if it's he's unlikely to play with the concussion that just came to light. Matthew Stafford is questionable with the thumb. Kenny Galladay was at practice yesterday. Then there was a report he was at practice. Then he wasn't at practice today. So nobody really knows. Meanwhile, Teddy Bridgewater is likely to sit. Just I, I, I mean, can we just skip this game? Because yes. nobody should be betting on this game, no. right? Yep. Okay. Pass. Very good. How about the Dolphins laying three and a half to the Broncos in Denver? This is hard. I mean, this is, I hate Drew Locke. Their offense looked so bad on the road against the Patriots. I mean, sorry, against the Raiders last week. What, four interceptions he threw or three interceptions? It was He may not play in this game, by the way. Right. And and so that's where I was like, well, Rippon might play. Look out for Rippon. Okay. I mean, is there that big of a difference between Rippon and Locke? I mean, I don't know. The quarterback play has been so bad. John Elway needs to stop drafting quarterbacks and let somebody <laughs> else do it because they can't pick quarterbacks. It saves right. their life. It's embarrassing. It's the Broncos at home at altitude. I don't like Tua, like you guys know. Their numbers yeah. are still bad offensively, but their defense is scoring. Special They've teams been worse offensively with Tua. Like they, they yep. have not played as well offensively. No. And that was predictable. Tua. We knew yeah. I, I said it the, the, you did. at the switch. I said, this is you stupid. Did. This is a yep. bad move for their offense, but they're not doing it for their offense. They're doing it because they want to sell jerseys and make people think that they're going to be there. If I had to bet, I would take the home dog at three and a half. But is that what it is? It's three and a half, right? Three and a half, correct. Yeah. I would take the three and a half for the hook. But I don't have a great feel because the Dolphins are the better team. Yeah, I lean towards the Dolphins if I had to go somewhere just because I, you know, the Broncos are awful, man. Yep. And the, the one thing I'll say is the Dolphins defense is legitimate. Like that is, I mean, Brian Flores, fantastic. Like maybe coach of the year considering what he has done with that team right now. Agreed. And the Broncos are just a mess, man. Like they're they're a mess. And I, I don't really care if it's Rippin or Locke, by the way. I don't consider that a huge downgrade at this point in their careers. But I this is what's funny to me, Matt. That is the most one-sided game in our bet analyzer, and it's on the Dolphins at three wow. and a half, 83%. Yeah. And that that is the side that I'm on. But I don't feel good. I, as a general rule, I don't love betting against the Broncos It's in altitude. Denver. It's a warm-weather team in cold-weather yep. conditions. Yep. And all they do is run the football. So yep. it's like if Lindsey can get free, it's I mean, the Dolphins have been living off of their special teams and defensive points. At some point that runs out. Yep. So yep. Uh, I don't like the Broncos defense. The Broncos give up, what, 45 points to the Raiders, whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a bad football team, but there's a lot of exterior conditions there outside of the Broncos players with altitude and weather and, you know, cold and the Dolphins don't like playing. Look at their record in New England in December. Okay. It's yeah. not great. So yeah. uh, it's tough to back the Dolphins there. Yeah. I, for, I, I think every point that you have made about why it is tough to back the Dolphins is legitimate. And I just can't back the Broncos under any circumstances. Yeah. Like I, I just couldn't. Um, Final game, unless I missed one, the Chargers laying eight and a half to the Jets in Los Angeles. Well, if it wasn't for that stupid haircut, I would say I'd go with the Chargers. But anybody that's going to let the strength and conditioning coach cut their hair, I'm questioning the logic of where they are here with Justin Herbert. So This is the second podcast that I've done that has referenced feeling worse about Justin Herbert and the Chargers. 
because of the haircut. So I really like that we're. It's not the haircut itself. It's who he had do the haircut. (laughs) He asked his strength coach to cut his hair. I mean, his hair is his thing. Okay, (laughs) that's the thing for the big guy with the flock with the locks and whatever. And that that that's the surfer boy or Oregon. Like that's him to go ahead and cut the serial killer. You know, fade whatever whatever you want to call that haircut. And to have it be like, oh, I didn't care. I wanted just something. To get, I need to make a change. So I gave the Clippers to the strength coach. Justin, dude, what's up, man? Wow. So based on that, Jets plus eight and a half. <laughs> All right. Well, that that is a scientific analysis. Uh, I, think, I think I'm more than willing to pass on this game. At eight and a half, I think I would still take Chargers regardless of the haircut. But it isn't something that I feel comfortable playing just because I mean, maybe that was Joe Flacco's game of his life against the Patriots. But, you know, if you do have Perriman, if Perriman is going to play in this game, you do have uh, Denzel Mims, who is stepping up, looking a little better. You've got Jamison Crowder who's going to play a full complement of snaps, unlike what he did against the Patriots. I think they can at least score some points. Now, again, the Jets secondary, I mean, their cornerback group is a joke right now. Brian yeah. Poole was just placed on IR. You know, uh, they, they cut. Pierre Desir, you know, plus Austin is out. So I don't understand how you're ever going to stop the Chargers, but it doesn't really matter. I don't really want to go near it. Okay, so let's recap, Matt. This is uh, interesting. And again, I'm going to, I'll tweet it out and Matt will tweet it out whether or not we decide to use one of our bye weeks because we have to use two over the next six weeks. Now, I think, Matt, we have said that we're thinking of using one over Thanksgiving. Correct. That's just kind of what you want to do. So we will have that one built in. So we might use this one. I will let you know. But these are Aline. Certainly the Chiefs, for the contest at least, the Chiefs getting uh, minus six and a half to the Raiders. That one is a lock-in. It's much higher now. So it's going to go higher. And you've heard our thoughts on that one. The Titans plus six and a half against the Ravens. Again, that is moving in the other direction right now. So we like the Titans there. We like the Jaguars gross getting 10 and a half from the Steelers. That's still where the line is last time I checked everywhere. So if you can get that, I really do feel like this is just a letdown spot for the Steelers. So then we've got a few other games, Matt, that we've talked about. Really three, unless you want to talk about the Falcons getting four and a half from the Saints, which I don't think you do. You like the Colts laying two and a half to the Packers and the Patriots laying two and a half to the Texans. And I kind of liked the Cowboys getting seven and a half from uh, from the Vikings. So of those three, do you have a favorite one that you like? I mean, I assume it's one of the two that you put out there. Boy, is there, I would, pref- I would, oh gosh. Yeah, it's the Patriots laying two and a half to the Texans. Or the well, I want to say the Patriots, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get called a homer for it. No, I think that's my, I think I like that one too, Matt. I think if I, if I, if you were like, Dan, what game do you like of those? Once we start talking about it a little bit more, I don't know, man, like just the Patriots, now that they're kind of back into it a little bit. And I, I will say that I do think, that a couple of things for the Patriots. Number one, I think it's very possible, and I think you mentioned this, that it's possible that Cam, as bad as he looked when he returned from COVID, like he could have still been, as much as he said it was asymptomatic, like you know from personal experience, Matt, that it messes with you. The brain fog is real. The brain fog is a a thing nobody wants to acknowledge because you can't measure it. It's not a fever. It's not a, a cough. It's just you don't feel right. And yeah. I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And he has played better. I mean, he still is not a great passer. But again, I do think that the, you know, emergence 
of um, Jacoby Myers mm-hmm. is a big deal. He is playing great. I, I think uh, Damian Harris looks great. I like how they involved Rex Burkhead. I mean, I'm I'm gaining a little confidence in this team. And conversely, I have very little confidence in the Texans. So if you're giving it under a field goal, Matt, I, I kind of like that game more and more. So I'd be willing to go with that one. If you not a homer, yeah, I'll, am, I'll make that okay. pick. Yeah, because right. look, it's the look at the Texans against the run. Look at the numbers they give up. Mm-hmm. They just give up yep. huge gash chunk plays. Yep, in, in okay. the run game. So all right. So I mean, I I won't quote unquote stand on a table, but I will say that I do like particularly the Cowboys getting seven and a half okay. from the Vikings. Cause I do think that they're going to come out of the bye. I think there's going to be a letdown game for the Vikings coming off that big divisional win. I, I'm not saying that the Cowboys are going to win, but I do like them to keep this close enough to it's, it's fading the Vikings. You know, I'm going to ride it. So you're Let's good. Go. Okay. So if we do <laughs> go with it, we like the chiefs minus six and a half uh, to the Raiders, the Titans getting six and a half from the Ravens. The Jaguars getting 10.5 from the Steelers. The Patriots laying 2.5 to the Texans. And the Cowboys getting 7.5 to the Vikings. I don't know, Matt. I do not hate this. Okay. I mean, that probably means we'd go own 5 but I, I don't necessarily hate this. So let's let it marinate for a little bit. And then let's see. I will say if Devonta Adams turns out to be out, I would definitely consider swapping the Colts in for the Cowboys. Uh, in that sense, we can talk about that because okay. I really think that that is a huge... Huge letdown for their offense, even if it, when Allen's are returned. So, all right. You feel, you know, maybe we'll think about it. We'll talk about it then a little more. Yeah, let's do all it. Right. I'm good. good. Good enough for me. All right. That is it for today's show. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by. Reminder, listen to The Daily Juice, Matt's Daily Podcast, which is great. Tune into the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash betting pros for Matt's live stream on Sunday mornings, 11 a.m., to noon Eastern time. I will give Matt my props. I remembered last week. Both of them hit, right? Yeah, Matt, two and oh, yep, both you. hit. Yep. Yes, excellent. I will give, make sure I will give Matt my props on Saturday night so I don't leave him hanging. Uh, again, it's a great time. So thanks everybody for listening for this podcast. We will talk to you next week. 